You're listening to the Dwell on These Things podcast. I'm John Stonge, and today we have a very special guest that I can't wait to introduce to you. And in fact, I think some of you are going to be well aware of who this is already. So I'm convinced that music is one of the most powerful mediums to encourage and enlighten people. And I can personally testify to the fact that the Lord has frequently used music in my life to steer me in the right direction and to lift me up in low seasons. And today we're going to be talking with one of the hardest working men in music, Michael Sweet from Striper. And I'll tell you right up front that the music that Michael has created throughout the years has been an immense blessing in my life. Growing up, I'll confess that Striper posters were prominently featured on my walls, and I still have some of their albums memorized word for word. And if you haven't had the chance as of yet to hear Striper's latest release, you'll definitely want to check it out because it's one of their best albums in years. And that's saying a lot because the other albums are great as well. So before I blabber on for about an hour about my appreciation for Michael Sweet, let's let him do some of the talking. Michael, welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us today. Great to be here. Thank you. And and my apologies. We were supposed to do this uh, uh, last week, I believe. We, we were, but I, I am so glad that this was able to be worked out, and uh, we're honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much for carving out the time to do it. Of course, and it's an honor to be with you, man, to be talking to you. Thank you for even wanting to talk to me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've been really busy. Um, I have been for the past 10 years, but especially uh, for the past year, year and a half, and, and, and that's interesting you would think that it would be the opposite due to COVID and the pandemic and everything that's going on in the world. For some reason, things just really started to take off for me in terms of projects. Right. You know, and I had people coming to me and labels coming to me wanting to work with me. And I said, well, you know, why not? I'm going to be home. Let's do it. So I started taking on a lot of different projects. Just finished the first of many with Tracy Guns. It's called Sunbomb. Uh, that's coming out. I think this week we make the announcement. That's exciting. I saw a little bit about that on social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's a little different for me being that it's, um, you know, it's still in that we in my wheelhouse, but it's just different. It's, it, it's a little, I don't want to say darker, but I guess some people are going to hear it and say, yeah, it's a little darker, not right. so much lyrically, but more so musically. Right. It, it's got a little bit more of that. L.A. Guns, Tracy thing, musically speaking, and even almost a little bit of a Black Sabbath, early Sabbath kind of thing, musically right. speaking. Some of that, you know, that music, you know, those would be some like early influences when you're talking about Sabbath and stuff like that. And I wonder how old were you when you started creating music and how was that nurtured during that season of your life? Right. Well, I mean, I started writing songs, believe it or not, as laughable as this may seem when I was like three years old. So I would sit on the couch and my dad would play music and I would start bopping. They called it bopping. I'd rock (laughs) back and forth, back and forth. And I would make up lyrics and melodies when I was three years old, you know, a toddler. And this is something that continued throughout my life. And hopefully I got a little bit, a bit better at it. I I would say, yeah, I'd say you've exceeded your, your skill level from age three. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but, uh, you know, it's it's been something that's just instilled within my my DNA, my soul. Uh, music is such a part of what I do. It, it's like putting my feet on the ground in the morning, brushing my teeth. Uh, you know, all those things that I 
just naturally do getting on a bike and riding it. That's music to me. Music is just something I naturally do every day. It's, it's a part of who I am and and how I do it. And I think it always will be. And I have a, a, a passion for it that just overflows, especially in the past 15, 20 years. I don't know what's going on, but something in the water, as they say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're producing content faster than almost anyone I, I know. And uh, it, it's kind of amazing how your content wheel just keeps churning and, and there seems to be a new project and a new project. As soon as I hear about, you know, some people take several years off in between projects and it seems like you take several days off in between projects. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. When I finish a project, like even right now, I'm working on this CCM worship praise thing and um, i'm already thinking about the next album right it's just a weird it's the way my brain works and functions that i can't help it's a good and a bad thing Mm -hmm. it can be a curse you know because here i am trying to focus on one thing and i'm already thinking about something else and that can be distracting at times Mm -hmm. but i think that's what fuels me and I, i do move on to projects very quickly. I mean, I, the minute I finish another project, I just feel the need to start a new one mm-hmm. uh, because I love it so much. And it's what I do. And I figure, you know, I'm 50, almost 58 years old and I've been given these opportunities. I, we don't know what tomorrow may bring. Right. You know, it's in God's hands. We really don't know. So it's like, if tomorrow never comes for me, I, I want to be able to, stand before God someday and say, you know, I, I gave my best, I gave my all and have him say, well done, you know? So it, exactly. just, I view it as take those opportunities and, and, and run with them. Yeah. You're leaving everything on the field. You're not, you're not holding anything back. So that's uh no, I don't want to. Really I'm curious, you know, I'm, I'm sure you had visions for what you could do in music during your teenage years, you know, early days and, and doing all the things you were doing in the early days of being part of a band. But I'm curious, when Striper began to blow up and you started to gain major traction as a band in the mainstream market and then started selling millions of copies, how did you handle that level of success as a young person? Well, I mean, I think we probably thought at the time we were handling it great, but you know, when you look back on things and the way things to some degree spiraled out of control, especially around 1989, 90, at least in my opinion, I don't think we handled things so well. You know, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of that fame and fortune that came so quickly, at least it seemed like it did. It did. Mm-hmm. We worked hard since we were teens, early right. teens, trying to, you know, get a deal and all that. But I mean, it it really seemed to explode between like 85 and 90. Mm -hmm. We went from clubs into theaters and arenas within a year, year and a half. Wow. And, you know, that's when the explosion happened. And I think it was hard to handle, even though we, we didn't feel that at the time it became evident in our lives because our marriages started to suffer time with our family started to suffer going to church uh, was not was not there and we started kind of getting caught up in the rock and roll lifestyle so to speak mm-hmm. going back to our old habits and it took us down paths that we should never have been on 
Yeah, and that's that's got to be challenging because the level of success that you guys have reached throughout the course of your career, it's 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 quite drastic. You go from just playing music in your home to then playing in front of a small venue. And then before you know it, two of your videos at the same time are charting on MTV. And so yeah. that's that's kind of a crazy transition. It was. And we were in awe and, you know, kind of trying to take it all in and think about, wow, what's going on here? It was a whirlwind. It felt right. like. But a good whirlwind. Absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. we, we were just enjoying the ride and the times and, and felt like God was really blessed in the band. But like I said, we we did get caught up in, in some other things that we shouldn't have. And uh, it kind of took us down different paths. And it really ultimately led to the breakup of the band, mm-hmm. you know, in 92, almost into 93. And um, we parted ways for a long while. And then we came back and officially reunited in 03. Mm-hmm. for tour and then eventually not long after that officially reunited as a band and, and released our first album since against the law mm-hmm. with reborn so it was really interesting and and we've been going ever since ever since 05 that release we've been going strong and i think we've done more in our in our new chapter than we did in our old chapter. It, it's it's very enjoyable to watch. And uh, it's been exciting, I think, for me as someone that's followed the band for a long time to just watch you live your life and to just see the things that the Lord's been teaching you and the, and the ways in which you've been very just honest and transparent. And, and that is helpful to people, in my estimation, when you're, you're not trying to put on some sort of veneer. You're not trying to pretend to be something or do something. You're letting people behind that veil a bit. Absolutely. And I mean, we all have to do that to some degree, right? When right. the cameras are rolling, you and you know, you, you've got to be respectful and watch what you say and how you say it and everything. And it's not about that. But I, I made a commitment a few years back to just be real. Yeah. You know, if it offends some people or if it sets people off, at least they know that, okay, well, he, we're getting what we get with him. He, he's <laughs> You know, it's not like he's saying this and doing that. Right. And I've done that. We've all done that. Sure. I'm just saying that I really want to present the real Michael Sweet to the world. Mm -hmm. Good and bad. Right. But yet at the same time, I want to be a good role model. I want to be a responsible human being. Exactly. But I want people to get the real Michael Sweet. Not like, well, you know, praise the Lord, brother. I never drink bourbon as I'm sitting here with a bourbon on my lap, you know? things like that. It, just all the silly stuff. It's, I don't flaunt stuff just to stir the pot, but I, I want people to know who I really am. And if they, if they accept it, great. If they don't, Hey, that's such is life. Right. That's so up to them. And I mean, that's the world we live in, you know, it's it, people are just very easily offended and very quick to judge. And we all do it. Right. And nobody is exempt. We, we all do it. It's true. Yeah. Now, I have to say something that I've always appreciated about about you as an individual and also about Striper as a band is your willingness to engage the culture. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I see believers retreating from the culture, but you guys have taken a different approach. You've chosen to engage the culture. And so I'd like to hear some of your thoughts and maybe even some counsel that you can give to the rest of us on why it's valuable to do that and maybe some advice you'd give on how best to go about doing that. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's always a good thing as an artist to write music speaking for myself, that really 
makes people think mm -hmm. and makes people ask questions and say, well, why did you do that? Why did you say that? Why is the title of your album this? So we mm -hmm. have the opportunity to answer those questions. Well, this is why. Like with the album Goddamn Evil, you know, we didn't just name that. Again, people assume often that we do things just for the sake of controversy. Mm -hmm. We don't. I mean, to a degree, we, we're, we're on the back line saying, well, you know what? Let's go with that. Even though we're going to get flack, let's go with that because this is, this is what it says. It's a powerful statement. And this mm -hmm. is why. So we know it's going to create controversy, but we don't do it for that sake. Right. We do it because we want people to say, why would you do that? And then we can say, well, this is why. And the whole point is to be able to hopefully educate people. And, you know, with that album in particular, you know, people quickly assume that how can you say those words? That's sacrilegious. It's blasphemous. It's evil. It's this. It's that. And we're able to point out to them. No, it's it's not the words that are evil or blasphemy it's the it's the meaning behind the words and the way they're used and truly we wanted to present that album as god damn the evil that we're all faced with on a daily basis that mm -hmm. we all see on a daily basis and boy did people get up in arms over that mm -hmm. but again that's what striper's been about from day one you go back to to hell with the devil mm -hmm. same thing back in 86 the church freaked out you know, the cover had a, a pentagram being ripped off of Satan's neck and tossed about. And, and mm -hmm. that album was banned from Christian bookstores because of that. Right. Well, so, I, I, I remember during that time, I, I was very good friends with my pastor. And um, he used to give me grief about listening to heavy metal music. And that, that was fine. He used to bust my chops about that. Yeah. But he wouldn't even make an exception for Striper. And I said, well, what about Striper? Can I listen to Striper? And so I remember the band at that time getting a lot of grief from certain church leaders, not all, but certain church yeah. leaders during that era. And I'd be curious to know how you've watched that response morph or change over the years, because here, you know, as I'm speaking to you, I, I've been in full-time ministry for 23 years. I've been a pastor for 23 years, yeah. and I'm, you know, happy to admit to, to the world that I thoroughly enjoy your music and the music that you create with Striper. And so, you know, what, what are you noticing? Anything or what do you well, see? Well, I mean, it's different. It's changed to a degree in some ways for, for the better in some ways for the worse. I mean, back in the day, we had just bigger names coming against us. So for example, we got saved through Jimmy Swagger and we had Jimmy Swagger at his televised, whatever you want to call them, crusades, whatever, whatever they right. would be termed, uh, holding up our albums on television saying, these are wolves in sheep's clothing. They are of the devil. Do not support them. And, hmm. you know, and here we are watching this guy that we got saved through his ministry. And it, it hurt. It was like, wow, this is crazy. And happen. we always wanted to meet with them and try to explain ourselves to him. But long story short, that's the difference between now and then is I think it was more televised then and on a higher level. Now it's, it's not as televised and maybe some would say on a lower level, but we still get it da daily on our Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, all of the above. Mm -hmm. We've, we read every day people coming against us for us doing what we do and how we do it. Mm -hmm. We're evil. We're <laughs> not real. We're, we're pagans. We're Illuminati. We're, we're all this stuff because mm. we got a triangle on, you know, in God, we trust album. And they just assume that we're evil and we're, we can't be good and we can't be used by God. But, you know, the proof of the matter is all the lives that have been completely changed through 
the ministry of striper and brought people into the kingdom. Oh yeah. You can you can sit here and, and, and come against us all you want, but you're never gonna change that. Mm-hmm. These are people right. that have accepted Christ and committed their lives to Christ and gone on to be pastors of mega churches and stuff. What are you going to say to that? Right. I mean, you can't. You can't say anything. So this band has been used incredibly over the years, and there's just no argument there. And that's that's all due to God. I mean, we're four nobodies. I've always said that. You know, we're just <laughs> mediocre at best uh, in terms of musicianship. We're, we're four losers from Orange County, California, who God put together and decided to use in an incredible, uh, amazing way. Well, he definitely has made use of you guys in, in a powerful way. And I was even thinking through the course of my life, even before I developed the personal discipline of reading the Bible, I was listening to your albums. So when you think about the impact that music can have on someone's spiritual development, you know, right. that's a testimony right there. I developed the discipline of reading the Bible a little bit later. But before I got into that, I was listening to your music and I was learning theology and I was learning different things about what it looks like to know Jesus Christ. Right. And it absolutely helped me. And it was an encouragement to me. And I, I'm, I'm grateful to you for it. Um, by the way, I, and I have this here. I, I made sure to grab this today. Um, I still have the cassette that my aunt bought me at Sears in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania of To Hell with the Devil. And so wow. I grabbed it. So here it is. Uh, those of you who are joining us on video. Um, so here it is. And I, and I, I popped this in the other night, uh, knowing that you and I were going to be talking. And I wondered how well it would still play because everything is digitized now. I have all your albums digitally. And uh, I thought, did I wear this one out? Because this is I have a few albums that I played quite regularly this being one of them right it still, it still played uh, amazingly i was i was grateful i'm gra- grateful i still had a um a uh, cassette player that i was able to use it on but wow. but i thought you know let me grab that for our um our interview today but a few years ago you actually did a tour uh to celebrate the 30th anniversary of that album and uh, how did that tour go for you and i have an interesting story i want to tell you about in just a moment it went great. I mean, it, it's hard to believe that now we're basically this year is the 35th anniversary. Wow. That goes quick. <laughs> Coming up. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Of that album. I mean, we're approaching, you know, in, in a few years, we'll be at the 40 year anniversary of the band. So it's, right. it's kind of crazy. But it's interesting. I mean, it, the funny thing about cassettes is I, I always thought they sounded they get a bad rap. I always thought they sounded pretty good, you know. Yeah. Well, that's um, what I grew up mainly listening to. Yeah. yeah. They just, they, they got eaten up quickly and sure. got, got damaged more easily, but I thought they sound great. And they're making a little bit of a comeback. Um, I've just, seen that. Yeah. yeah. We just made cassettes for my solo album. Did uh, you really? Yeah. Amazing. Crazy. So it's kind of cool. It, it's a throwback. It's, it's really fun to see. That's awesome. Well, you did. Uh, so you, you did that tour for, you know, the 30th anniversary of To Hell with the Devil. And I actually had the chance to see you when you played in central Pennsylvania. So okay. I drove to the show, had the chance to be there, long line outside the venue. And it was it was funny as they were about to let us in. They had security there at the at the door. And they said, we just want to let everybody know that before you come in, we're going to be wanding you. We're going to be, you know, just kind of scanning you with this thing here. So if anyone has any weapons, if you have your concealed carry on you, if you have anything like that, we're going to need you to return that back to your car before you go through security here. 
literally half the line cleared out. And that is not an exaggeration. Half the line cleared out and everybody's over at their cars clearing things out. And so you could tell, I, I, I just laughed. I thought, well, welcome, Striper, to central Pennsylvania. We're, we're so happy to have you where apparently we carry weapons all the time so much. so, But it helped, helped me out. You know, I was able to bump up in line a little bit and get in a little earlier. I thought, I wonder if the band even knows that this is happening outside. But here's the funny thing about that. Why would most people, if not all people, just know that that's a given? You're not, <laughs> you're not going to get through the door of a venue with a gun. I, no I mean, that is like. <laughs> <laughs> the half the line cleared out and everybody's putting weapons back in their trunk. I thought, what, what did they think? You know, like, why is everybody carrying here to a concert? It just I it's it struck me as odd. And I had to tell you. Crazy. I don't even think that happens to us when we're in Texas and, you know, everybody carries there. Uh, well, you know, it, here, here in Pennsylvania, maybe we'll surprise you sometimes. But. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I, I know that that can be surprising and a little freaky, but. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in the book of James, in, in chapter two, verse 19, there's a statement that, that James makes. He says, you believe that God is one. Good. Even the demons believe and they shudder. And I, I believe that this verse inspired the title of Striper's latest album, Even the Devil Believes, correct? So, okay, well, I bought the album as soon as it came out. So as soon as it came out, I, I bought it. And I have to ask, how on earth are you producing such good content after all this time? Because the album's fantastic. And I'm curious, what's the secret to having such longevity as an artist? How does that happen? Well, I mean... Not to take away anything from the other guys at all, because I don't mean to, but just speaking for myself, I literally eat, drink, and sleep music. Mm -hmm. Music is, is, is such an integral part of my life. And not that it isn't of theirs either. I'm just saying, it, sure. I, it, I think this is a big part of the reason why me, Michael Sweet, is, is able to be productive and hopefully getting better at what I do in terms of songwriting and production and all that kind of stuff. So I just view it as I always tell myself the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. And I got that from Darren, our, our dear friend and investor and used to co-manage us. She always says that the best is yet to come. And, and I, I apply that to my life mm -hmm. that just because I'm 58 years old, doesn't mean that I haven't made the best album yet. Right. I just don't buy that. I don't believe that for one second. And people will tell you that mm -hmm. people will tell you, yeah, your best days were in 1986. And I always say, man, get out of the past and get with the present. You know, exactly. it's like, stop living in the past. Yeah. Those are good albums, but we're making better albums now. Oh yeah. These are good. Very good. Yeah. I think they hold their own without question, right up against soldiers to hell and God Easily. And I always say, we'll never know, but I always say, if, if you were to take, go back in a time machine and release Even the Devil Believes in 1989 mm -hmm. or 90, I think it would have been multi-platinum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good album. The whole album is. And yeah, I, I, I noticed... It's not an ego thing. That's not me, you know, having an ego and, and being prideful. It's just, I really believe that. I, I think that the music we're making and creating and producing these days is right on level with all that old stuff. So it just, it's amazing that God, God keeps filling up that well, you know, and, right. and it's overflowing and uh, you know, I'm going to keep, keep going with that. Right. Until the well dries up and you know, maybe someday it will dry up. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, maybe, but I mean, it's nice that you you stand behind what you're producing. You know, you're yeah. excited about it. You're you're happy to share it. And uh, to those of us that have appreciated your artistry, it's a blessing. I'm I'm really glad that you're producing content. I noticed the um, the the views for the your recent song "Do Unto Others." Uh, last I saw, it was like 1.2 million views on YouTube. Yeah. So it's it's not just me watching. There's obviously people watching and enjoying it and, and really uh, feeling blessed from it. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, by comparison, there are videos out there that have two, three, four hundred million views. But I mean, for a band like Striper to have that and to achieve that and accomplish that in uh, 2020, in 2021, is really miraculous. It, yeah. it really, truly is. And, you know, we, we're very excited about that and very thankful for that. It's very cool. Yeah, it is cool. So this has been a challenging year for for most people, uh, particularly those who, who work in the entertainment industry. I mean, this this has been insane what this past year's looked like. Yeah. So I'm just curious, what has God been teaching you in the midst of this season? So many things. Obviously, patience, which I lack. I have very little of. Teaching me to work harder. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I always felt that I worked pretty hard, but you know, you can always work harder. Mm-hmm. You can always try a little harder and do a little bit more. Uh, and God's been teaching me that. And then also just teaching me to, to pray harder and pray longer and pray more often. And prayer is so powerful. And I think in times like these, we're reminded of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So in the coming months, you mentioned before uh, we started our conversation here that you're working on a variety of things. So what projects are you working on and what can we expect next from Michael Sweet? Oh, boy. You got like an hour? (laughs) (laughs) Go for Uh, it. I'm sure the list is long, right? uh, Well, it's not that long, but yeah, pretty much. Basically, I just turned in uh, Sunbomb vocals. Right. So I'm singing and co-writing that album. Uh, with Tracy Guns of L.A. Guns. And the first song comes out this week. I think the album comes out in, uh, I want to say, May. Okay. It's right around the corner. I could be wrong about that. It might be a little sooner, but I think it's May. Um, I am right now currently working on an album with Jeff Savage, who's worked with uh, Toby Mack and Natalie Imbruglia, a number of artists, Mm -hmm. uh, producer, engineer. And I'm doing this CCM praise, worship kind of thing. But it's not your typical praise and worship thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And not to not to be uh, negative or to mock that stuff, because I love it. But, you know, it all has a certain sound. Right. You're trying to do something different. Yeah. The guitars sound very U2 Coldplay and it all has a certain style and sound. This is really different. Mm -hmm. And it's more of the Michael Sweet signature thing, but it's really cool. Some of the songs have a little more of a 70s throwback and just it has a different sound to it. And I'm really thrilled with how it's turning out. So that's working on that. Uh, I just turned in a project with Joel Holkstra, Tommy Aldridge, Marco Marcello and Nathan James. It's going to be like a White Snake 1987 vibe. Okay, great. Co-wrote that, arranged it, played rhythm guitars on it. I'll be doing some solos and a vocal duet that got turned in about a week ago. I start work on a new album with Alessandro at Frontiers. I'm hoping more of a journey kind of vibe with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I start on a new solo metal album in June with <laughs> wow. Rat, Pack, Rat Pack Records. And I've got some some guys, when I make the announcement of who I'll be working with on that, I think people will be, their minds will be blown. And then I start on a Sweet and Lynch album in October. 
And then at the end of the year, I start on a new Striper album writing and we start recording it in January. Wow. That's a very full schedule. I don't know how you keep track of that, but that's exciting. You got a lot of content coming out. That's awesome. It's crazy. And then we're doing, and once Oz heals up, we're going back into Spirit House and doing two more live at Spirit House. We got oh, to Hell with the Devil coming out in the next few weeks. Right. Live. And then we're going to go in and probably do maybe Soldiers Under Command and No More Hell to Pay, an old and a new. Uh-huh. We're going to record those live and release those at some point. So, yeah, there's just so much going on. It's crazy. It, it is, but it's exciting. And for those that appreciate the music you guys are producing, it's uh, extremely exciting to know that, I mean, there, there's going to be no shortage of good content coming out in, in short order. You mentioned Oz, by the way. How can we be praying for Oz? Well, he's going in for his surgery coming up soon and just keep him in prayer for that. Obviously, it's long mm-hmm. overdue. Yeah. Everybody's been waiting for this and hoping for this. So, uh, you know, he's he's a fighter and we all believe he's going to be great. And, yeah. you know, everything's going to get back to normality sooner than later and he'll be back out there rocking again. Exciting. Yeah, we got to keep got to keep Oz in our prayers. But, yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to the good outcomes that, that come from yes. all of this. Absolutely. So, so as we finish up, just a few quick, fun questions for you. The, these are of no consequence whatsoever, okay. all right? And just to help uh, listeners of our show get to know you a little bit better if they're meeting you for the first time today. Nice. So would Michael Sweet rather travel by foot, bicycle, car, plane, or boat? Oh, I would go with a toss-up between train and car. Train and car. I'm not a big plane guy. Yeah. Never have been. And I'm not a big boat guy. Okay. Never have been. And then walking's too slow. <laughs> but I mean, I love walking, but yeah, I wouldn't want to travel by walking. That would it'd take too long to get there. <laughs> All right. All right. So train or car. Okay. All right. Second question. What's the ideal indoor temperature? Ideal indoor temperature, I, I'm going to go with 69, toss up between 69 or 70. 69 or 70, right in that range, I think. Right in uh, that range. I mean, we keep our furnace in the wintertime at 69 during the day. At night, it drops down to 65 Okay. when we're sleeping. But yeah, Cold 69, in the it, we're all pretty comfortable at that. <laughs> okay, very good. I think ours is set at 70. Yeah, so, that's, right that's definitely a little more toasty and you don't feel the need to put on a sweater, right? Right, exactly. All right. The, uh, it is More Than a Man the most underappreciated Striper song, or would you list something else? I would say that's one of my most underappreciated songs I'd put on that list. Uh, more Than a Man would be one. Rock That Makes Me Roll would be another. Okay. Uh, Writings on the Wall would that's be another. One. Okay. But more than a man would probably be at the top of the list for sure. That's, that's the top one on my list uh, of the music you've created. I I've always thought, man, every time that song comes on, I I end up listening to it twice, you know, it'll play. And I think I want to hear it one more time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Final question. So I know you're good friends with Chris Jericho. Yes. All right. Now this, so I want to know how quickly do you think you could beat him in a game of checkers or would he win? Oh man, I'm going to say I'd probably win. All right. <laughs> and, so and I have no answer or reason why. I, I, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to go with my gut that I would win. Now, wrestling, he would obviously destroy me. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Champion Chris. <laughs> yeah. 
but that's awesome. Well, cool. Well, Michael, thank you so much for carving out time for our listeners today and just sharing about your journey and some of the things that the Lord's doing in your life recently, some of the things the Lord's done in your life through the years. Coming up here, if people want to find out more about you and what you're doing, where can they find you online? Well, they can find Michael Sweet and Striper on Instagram, of course, on Twitter, Although almost uh, to the point where they won't be able to find us on Twitter any longer. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with Twitter, to be You're honest. You're done with that. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Right. They can find us on Facebook, Michael Sweet and Striper. And then, um, you know, we've got this new thing called Patreon. Yes. And we're doing a lot of exclusive content at Patreon. Okay. We're posting the video only available to the people that are patrons at Patreon. And it's really kind of cool, man. So they can find us there as well. Uh, and then we've got our website, striperandmichaelsweet.com. Excellent. All right. Well, definitely check it out. And I'll, I'll tell you, if you haven't heard Striper's latest album, Even the Devil Believes, be sure to check it out. It's absolutely one of their best. I've really enjoyed it. Last night I was sitting down even with my 15-year-old daughter, and uh, we were listening to some Striper music together. Wow. And, I, and I said, what do you think? And she said, honestly, Dad, I, I really enjoy it. So wow. I'm just letting you know. You know, wow. she's 15. She's very much, she's the most musical of all my kids. And, uh, and she was very much into it. So that's pretty awesome. That makes me feel good. And that is, that's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we really appreciate it and all the best on everything you're doing. Hey brother, thank you for having me. And again, my apologies and let's do it again. You got and, it. Uh, all the best to you and yours and stay safe out there in this crazy world. Okay. You got it. Thank you. Anytime you want to come on, you just let us know. You're always welcome. All right, brother. All right. Have a great one. See you later, man. Take care. Thank you. God's word will change our life, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Well, that's where I come in. I'm Jody Nisnik, host of So Much More, Creating Space for God, a scripture meditation podcast. And each week I guide you through a scripture, giving you space to listen to the Spirit and pray about what's on your heart. Then we have a thoughtful conversation with guests to help us go deeper. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.